Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining with me again today and just sharing a little of your time with me as we continue in the book of Ephesians. I just want to give God the glory and the honor for everything that he has done and everything that he continues to do in our lives. Now, I just want to, I just want to say this before I move forward. As a Christian, one of our first and uh, callings is to be able to reach those who are without the knowledge of Jesus Christ, those who are lost, those who are unsaved. It's important for us to be usable vessels for His glory. And you know, we currently are living in some really dark times in our present day and age. But I also want to say that that has never changed. Uh, we have always been living in dark times, but we as his people are a light in the midst of darkness. We as his people are here to reach all of his children and for us to be able to stand unified. We know that in the word of God, there is no distinction among all of God's creation. They are all the same in his eyes. And we are to walk with that in mind. We are his, they are his, and together we are one. So I just praise God for everything that he's doing, everything that he will continue to do. And uh, I praise God for his people. And I praise God for those who have yet to know who Jesus Christ is as their personal Lord and Savior. I pray that he gives us strength to be um, his vessels in the midst of chaos because we live in a chaotic world. So anyways, let us move forward. You know, I like to always start this program, change this, uh, because we are being transformed by the word of God. And I always like to start off giving God the glory and the honor and the praise first and foremost by just lifting up his name, by bringing forth worship, because when we worship God, he rejoices in us. So let us always take time out to do that and, and just give him glory and honor and gratitude. So today I'm bringing forth a song by Shauna Wilson. It is called Lord give me you the actual song title is give me you but she sings lord give me you and i just love that so here we are we're getting ready to uh begin this song be blessed soak it in
Hallelujah. I love that song. I know that you enjoyed it as much as I did. And uh, I love the fact that God has <laughs> utilizes his people to just allow us to enter into worship. Hallelujah. So we're moving forward in Ephesians and I'm starting still in chapter one, verse 15. And I did speak about it briefly in part two, but now we're going to be moving forward uh, because Paul is getting ready to take us on a journey. He's still bringing us into an awareness, uh, recognizing what it is God has given us. And uh, now he's get changing us. He's shifting our thoughts for a little bit uh, to recognize uh, exactly where it is that we should be going as Christians. So uh, I had mentioned earlier that this has to do for prayer for knowledge and power. That was the pericope starting at verse 15. And we're going to be focusing in on a, just verses 17 and 18 is going to be the main focus of where we're going uh, in, this, uh, in this study. So Paul says, For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the workings of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Father God, I want to thank you for the reading of your holy word. I want to thank you for allowing us to come together during this time, Father God, as we seek spiritual transformation, as we seek to grow deeper in the knowledge of who you are, so that we will be adequate, adequate, adequately, tongue twister, equipped. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So Paul is presenting to the people at Ephesus and he's presenting to us today this prayer. How do we apply that into our lives? It's all about taking what was given then and having it apply to us today. Sometimes we think that the word of God was just meant for them. Well, it is not. It is meant for you. It is meant for your spiritual transformation, and it is meant for you to be able to grow into a deeper understanding of who God is, who he was, who he is, and who he uh, continues to be in the future. I love the fact that he, Paul says he does not cease giving thanks for you. We should continuously give thanks uh, for every Christian that is out there. We need to be able to say, thank you. You know, I'm praying for you. Uh, we should be praying for one another. 
uh, as we grow in the knowledge of God. And, and, you know, Paul says he's making mention of you in his prayers. That was in verse 16. Now, we're going to be honing in, like I said, in verses 17 and 18. And this is important for us to apply into our lives. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. So I want to stop right there because some of the key words here, spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. So when we look at knowledge, this is continuing. This is a continuation. We as people can know something. Oh, I know about Jesus. I've heard about him. Uh, I know about what's going on in, around me in the world. I hear it. It's on the local news. Uh, I know that it's hot outside. That is just a general surface understanding. I know. I know that. I know how to, you know, I graduated from college. I'm a nurse. I know. Oh, I graduated from college. You know, I spent four years. I, I'm a, an, I'm an attorney. I know what to do. And you do have that surface knowledge. You have that basic knowledge that you have received based upon your desire to receive it. So you know basic understanding. But now Paul is saying... I want you to have knowledge of him. I want you to have uh, revelation, spiritual revelation. I want you to gain a spirit of wisdom. You know, I can have information, but how do I apply the information? How do I truly understand spiritually what it is that Jesus desires in my life? How am I acquiring the word of God and having it be manifested outwardly to the people around me, to the world? I think it's important for us to look at that and say, do I still have worldly wisdom or do I have godly wisdom? I had mentioned earlier in one of my previous episodes that, you know, when I was a non-believer when I was an atheist and then I matured so I thought into being agnostic acknowledging that yeah I believe there's a God I'm just not gonna call it God I believe in a higher power and yet I had no wisdom I had no real understanding I was just taking that on my own experience and saying hey this is what I know and that's all that matters this is what I know, and that's all that matters. And I had said that, you know, I was very prideful, and I thought, <clears throat> you know, I know what I know, and you all are wrong. Everyone else is wrong. There's nothing they can share with me. There's nothing they have, because my thinking is the right way to think. And therefore, there's nothing you can say to me. So when we have that kind of mindset, because we say, I know, then we kind of block the Holy Spirit from giving us continued wisdom and revelation 
of the power and the authority and the love of God. We put up a wall. I mean, if someone is willing and able to share with us uh, wisdom and a deeper spiritual understanding, and it lines up with the word of God, I say, hey, meditate on that. Go into prayer, ask God, say, Lord, show me, reveal to me uh, what it is that I need to know uh, so that I can take this information and use it for your glory. It's important for us, I believe as Christians, to be able to recognize that we often block the power of the Holy Spirit manifesting any kind of spiritual growth in our lives because we allow our own self to get in the way. When we stop letting self get in the way of God wanting to reveal to us his power and his glory and his his wisdom, then we're stagnant. And we don't want to be stagnant. We want to be empowered. We want to be able to say yes and amen. I receive that in the name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> so this is where Paul's trying to get us to go. And as we move forward in Ephesians, you'll see more of God revealing to us what it is he desires. Paul says in verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Paul prays that our eyes of our hearts may be enlightened enlightened. I, I want to give a, a brief definition for the word enlightened. This word denotes the ability to see more clearly, to see more clearly, to comprehend truth that one's mind or understanding grows. We should be enlightened. Now, I'm not saying that the information that's out there in the world is all wrong. But we as Christians come from a biblical foundation. A biblical foundation, meaning we stand on the holy word of God. And the worldly foundation comes from just that, worldly. So... Let me just state once again. One may know something. One may know information. One may have graduated college and know what it is that they have, uh, have obtained. But that doesn't mean you have wisdom nor true knowledge and how to apply that which you've gained. So you go to college or you graduate high school, then you go to college, and then you go on and get a master's degree, and then a PhD, and you know, a doctorate. All of that's all of that's great. But that doesn't mean that we have 
true spiritual knowledge. That is information. What we've received is information. We know that information, but how do we apply the information so that now that we so that we now can utilize it in whatever career choice we make? So in a Christian sense, we can know that Jesus died for us. I can know that Jesus died for me. I know it and I believe it. And that may be as far as we go. I said earlier, we may just have a surface level of knowledge or a surface, surface level of information. I believe it. But God wants us to go deeper. He wants, through our relationship and through our desire to know more, to have a spirit of wisdom and of revelation. God wants to reveal more of himself to you, to me. God wants to reveal more of himself to you and to me. So how do we do that? How do we do it? Paul said, I pray. I pray. Prayer is something that must be practiced. You have to practice it. It's simple enough to pray. I mean, we've almost dumbed down praying. People say often, well, he's just talking to God. Absolutely, it is talking to God. I spend my whole day speaking to the Lord. You know, Father, I just love you. I thank you for everything that you've done. Something will come across the news and I'll say, Father God, I don't understand that. I just don't understand it. Help me to receive wisdom from you so that I can apply that. And, and, and see where, how that even lines up. What, what, what's going on? So that's just me talking. But prayer requires more than just me speaking. It requires me, you, us listening. We have to want to hone the listening skill. Because when you're listening, that is when the Holy Spirit will speak to you and give you wisdom and revelation. That's perfect, right? When we're listening, that is when we will receive wisdom and revelation of Him. The knowledge of him, his knowledge imparted into you. So yes, we have to incorporate a practice. One, I'm going to read the Holy Word of God. And I'm going to say, Father, you know, allow me to decrease here. So when my thoughts want to come in and, and I want to put my opinion into who you are, I ask that you remove that from me, that I am humbled enough to listen patiently for your answer. 
not my answer, not the way I think, not the way I act, not the knowledge I know, but your spiritual knowledge, your spiritual wisdom, your true enlightenment of who you are and what it is you desire for me to do. What did Paul do? I said it before. He prayed. He's praying that they receive it. I'm praying that you receive it. I'm praying that I receive it. I want to know more of God. I want to receive more of his wisdom. I want to receive more of his truth. I want to receive more of his knowledge. Because the more I know of God, the less I can conform to the stinking thinking of this world. Now, let me just say, because a lot of people want to <laughs> state that, well, you know, you just, all you know is the Bible. You don't really know anything. Again, we live our lives based upon a biblical foundation. This does not make us ignorant to the things that are going on in the world. Actually, it gives us greater insight in understanding the things that are going on in the world. Because we don't see it through our own earthly eyes. We see it through God's spiritual eyes. We actually become more astute. We become better equipped to recognize what's going on. We just don't jump on any boat and say, yeah, I'm going to ride with you because you may not and sh possibly you shouldn't have jumped on that ship. Did God tell you to jump on that ship? Or because of what's going on in the world, we just want to follow them like sheep. We don't follow any shepherd but Jesus Christ. He is our shepherd. And being that he is our shepherd, we follow his voice and not the voice of the world. Just think on that for a moment. Do we follow the wisdom of men? Or do we follow the wisdom of God? Do we follow the teachings of man? Or do we stand firm on the holy teachings of the word of God? When I lived in the world, you know, I still live in the world for goodness sakes. I live here in this world. Until I go home to be with the Father, this is where I reside. And you know what? I love everything around me. Every person that I see, every tree that grows, every flower that blossoms. I love it. God has put me here for a purpose. He's put you here for a purpose. And sometimes in the midst of chaos, we have to be firmly rooted and grounded. We need to know what it is we're doing, what it is we're saying, who we're saying it to, and why we're saying it. And if we have the wisdom of God, we exactly know. We should exactly and precisely know why we say what we say, why we feel what we feel, why we love the way we love, why we are not divided. We are not divided. There is no division when it comes to the people of God. Now, 
I get it. This church practice that practices this way. This church practices this way. I get it. I mean, there's even division in the church. There's a white church over there. There's a black church over there. There's an Asian church, you know, an Asian church over there, you know. That was never God's plan. Never his plan. Oh, but the world, worldly thinking people says, well, see, even you don't know what you stand for. But we are brothers and sisters in Christ and we stand on the holy foundation that Jesus Christ was brought here as a man, born of a virgin, suffered for our sins, died and rose again, and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. So, prayer, pray, seek knowledge, seek his knowledge, and then that way you can say, I know that I know because God revealed it to me. God revealed it to me. Now, if you're all radical, I'll just toss a little history out there. The KKK, based upon their stupid think understanding of the word of God, thought that they should be, um, that they were special. And they took the word of God and misaligned it. They shall be held accountable for their actions. I think it's important for us as Christians to recognize that we are held accountable for our actions. See, a good father just doesn't let his children go and do anything. He doesn't let a pastor sit there and, you know, Jim Jones, a little bit of history, murdered his whole congregation. There were very few that escaped to tell the story but he murdered his whole congregation. God allows us to have individual spiritual wisdom and knowledge. And it must, it must, it must line up with the word of God. It must. I'm very diverse. I'm just going to put out here before I get ready to close it out. I am in the standards of the world around me multiracial I am multiracial and people like to put us in a box it's easier for, for it's easier for people to put us in a box but I often look at that and go wow Lord thank you <laughs> thank you for making me multiracial because you know what there's no distinction here I am who I am and I am Naisha and I love everybody. You know, I don't jump on anybody's ship. There's only one boat that I'm going to ride and that boat is going to be the word of Jesus Christ. I continue to pray for knowledge. I continue to pray for wisdom. I continue to pray for revelation so that I can receive true knowledge of who he is, so that I can have power, 
so that I can have insight, so that I can have his truth and not the truth of the world. I often like to think of a rubber band. You know, not those little flimsy rubber bands. Those huge rubber bands are like six inches long. And if you went to ping somebody with it, it stings. I mean, seriously, it stings. I've had it done to me. It's, oh, it stung. <laughs> That's my fault because I was playing a game. And, um, and it's all good. But see, I don't want to be a rubber band that bounces, that can be stretched to go from one perspective to another perspective you know I can only stand firm on the word of God which is the truth that I live by that we all should live by there are lots of truths out there but there is only one truth I pray that the eyes of your heart in verse 18 may be enlightened. As I said earlier, this denotes the ability to see more clearly, to comprehend truth. God desires that for us, and we should pray for that. Lord, enlighten me share with me give me your wisdom give me your peace give me your grace give me more of your love give me you Lord give me you and with that I'm able to do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me I'm going to get ready to close in prayer. We're going to be continuing on. It's so I know I've been in uh, Ephesians chapter 1 uh, for quite some time here, but I think it's important for us to build upon the foundation. And the opening of this epistle is important for us because it awakens in us the understanding of who we are and then the desires that God has for our hearts. And then we're going to move into the authority of God, uh, which ended in verse 21, because he was raised from the dead, and it's far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, and not only in this age, but also in the age to come. It's going to be talking about Christ exalted as the head, the head of his body the church and also the head of the world but see he's focusing on the body here Paul is focusing on the body how do we think so again I'm gonna close this out in prayer father God thank you for your son Jesus Christ thank you father for blessing us with your presence. Thank you, God, for blessing us with every spiritual blessing. And Lord, we pray that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened, 
so that we will be able to see more clearly and comprehend more deeply the truth of who you are so that we are able to understand those things going on around us and so that we are also more equipped to walk out this life that you have desired for us. Lord, I pray for more wisdom. I pray for the spirit of wisdom over our lives. I pray for more revelation of you. Lord, I ask that when we pray, that we also are silent so that we hear, so that we hear your words, so that we are able to understand fully that this is you speaking to us through your holy word, so that our minds are changed, are transformed, so that we no longer are relying upon how I see it, but how you see it and how we have been, how we are able to understand and apply these things into our lives personally and hopefully into the lives of others. Lord, I thank you for all that you do, all that you continue to do. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that I pray. Amen. Wow, that was good stuff. Uh, I've read that, those passages many, many times, and I'm telling you, that was good stuff. Good stuff for me. You take however you want to take it. But you know, when we really want to um, receive more, and God helps us to see more, to see where we're weak in areas of our lives, and where we need to change in areas of our lives, it's, it's a good thing. So I'm getting ready to take off. I, I'm so glad you you decided to spend a little time with me. And as always, I love you. I love you. I love all of you. All of my brothers, all of my sisters, and every person that is around me. I love you with all of my heart. And I pray that those who do not know our Lord and Savior would come to know and to be known by Him. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. You all have a blessed day now. Ta-ta. For now.